The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA Powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. Today, we are excited to have the Prince Source in the house. They're going to tell us about their small business story. E? Yes, I'm really excited. Hi, Stu. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing really well. You're doing really well. Well, I'm excited to hear your story. You know, I've seen your name. I, I've seen the company's name all over the place. And I mean, it's a well-known brand, a well-known name, and a well-known uh, community um, giver. So, Tell us yep. who you are. I was born in Wichita, was raised out in Northwest Wichita when it was out in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was an entrepreneur, and I, I recently learned how much my grandfather was an entrepreneur in that I had my father come in and speak to a peer group that I had, and he wrote his story of how he became an entrepreneur. And I'd never heard those things. My dad's uh, you know, getting up there in age, and it was really interesting to learn these things. That my grandfather owned a grocery store oh. right after the Dust Bowl uh, in Clearwater, Kansas. Clearwater. Wow. Clearwater. And he went bankrupt. Mm-mm. And because of the Dust Bowl, and he had people coming in, farmers and things that didn't have any money, mm. and they couldn't pay for the groceries, and he let them have the groceries. Well, that plan didn't work so well. Yeah. The humanitarian <laughs> side of him uh, got him when he was in business. Mm-hmm. But at an early age, uh, I always was working beside my father. He was in another business before the printing business with some specialty food business with some partners. And at a very young age, I ran the copy machine on Saturday mornings. Hmm. Uh, That was one of the first things. And I I was reflecting on some of these things and then had some family to then owned a bicycle shop here in town. And there were several investors in that. And of course, I was working in the back room long before I was of age to do those types of things. Uh, they were paying me by a piece wage to patch inner tubes. And pretty soon they decided they need to pay me by the hour because I could patch multiple tubes at the same time. And they, it wasn't working out well for them. Um, <laughs> what was the name of the bicycle shop? Scott's Bicycle Shop. And it was on uh, North Ridge Road. Hmm. So come along. Things changed. My father uh, sold his interest in the specialty food business. And he was looking for a business to buy. And he wanted a business that was going to be his own. And at the time, the company they ended up buying was called Stats Decals. Mm -hmm. And they were a small screen printing shop with three employees and another part-time employee when he bought that. There was a lot of growth very quickly at that time. Uh, 
you know, we, we bill in a day today, what we used to bill in a month. There's times in a week that we bill what we used to bill in a year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so we've grown a lot. You, you come along, there's been expansion of the product that we offer, but we changed the name and rebranded to The Print Source mm-hmm. because the word decals really limited what people thought of us for. Right. Uh, back in those days, there were a lot of bumper stickers on cars, and mm-hmm. we printed a lot of bumper stickers. And I challenge you to find a bumper sticker today. It, it's very difficult to do that. So things have changed. Um, so you fast forward. Um, we were in that a little 3,000 square foot building uh, for a number of months after dad had purchased that. And then we moved out west on Bear Street and started growing at that point. And we had 6,000 square feet, um, added onto that building a few times, added more services of things that we were doing. We were landlocked. And fast forward, uh, we bought the old Target West building by Town West Square yep. and moved into there. And we've been in there now about 17, 18 years. That is so awesome. So let's rewind. Okay. Okay. So, well, first, if you would, what is your title? I'm CEO. CEO. Now, it's interesting. You started off shadowing your father, mm-hmm. only getting paid in cinnamon rolls. That's correct. <laughs> uh, that, was the copy, that was the copy machine job. You know, I can't tell you how old I was. Uh, you hear those stories about family businesses where somebody pushed the broom. Well, mine was to run the copy machine on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And I would do that. That was long before you could email anything. We had to have a copy of everything for these orders that were being turned in that were going to be mailed in for Christmas. And this was in June and July that we were mailing the merchandise orders in. And so for every store that there was, uh, I had to keep that separated and put those together. And that was at the time where where the downtown Y is today was the, the old building also. They had an office building at 3rd and Market. Mm. which has since been torn down. Okay. okay. There's the courthouse, there's the YMCA uh-huh. and what used to be the YWCA, and now there's a parking lot. But the Y had a cafeteria in it, and they had a wonderful cinnamon roll. So on Saturday morning, I would get a cinnamon roll. That was my pay. Very nice. Yeah. From backroom copying and uh, payments and cinnamon roll to CEO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Hard roads traveled. In oh, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So how many employees do you all have now? Uh, we're right around 80. Around that is beautiful. And how many total years of business? Well, the corporation actually goes back to 1947. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now, 1947. The Longwoods family has been associated with that since 1982. Okay. But the 1947 is goes back to a corporation that was named Screen Process Printing Company. Uh, It was the Fishback family, and they had been around for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And there were some mergers and acquisitions that took place. Let me ask you this, if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, you're here, so. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us something people might not know about your business. Well... There's a lot of people that would know not know a lot of things about our business because uh, we're so diversified. We just don't put ink on paper. That's a very small piece of our business. I would say most people in Wichita, Kansas, don't know that we imprint on a lot of Coleman coolers, tents, huh. kayaks, mm. and these types of things that are 
sold into the promotional products industry, and those are sold nationwide. Uh, that's one piece of our business that most people don't know. About. I did not know that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, if you live long enough like me, you remember back in the day when this new software came out and people could start doing things on their computer like they were publishing things. And I always wondered what happened to folks that are in that business, just like I wondered like when um, you could take your pictures on your phone, what did that happen? What did that do to the, like the Lawrence photos and things like that? <laughs> you know, how right. did that affect companies like that? How did that affect when we started evolving where we could do stuff on PCs? Um, everybody thought that they were a professional artist and yet they couldn't give us a file usually that would work. And so we had to do a lot of work with educating our customers on how to create that file. And it changed. And, and we thought that a lot of the printing that we were doing would go away quickly, but it really didn't. And, and the one thing that seemed to be the tipping point was the downturn in the economy in 2008, 2009. Everybody was cutting back on their expenses and trying to figure out how to save. And so they quit using paper or paying printers to put together professional presentations right. and decided that their own home copiers or office copiers were yeah. good enough. Right. And that's really what was the turning point with paper. If somebody asked you, like I am today, <laughs> what uh, problem does your business solve for a customer? Of course. Um, we solve a lot of problems. What we pride ourselves on is solving those problems. What people, a major part of our business is what we call pressure sensitives, which means it has adhesive on it to stick on okay. something. Uh, with all the different plastics and substrates that we have to stick to today, uh, there's many, many adhesives and technology and chemistry has come a long ways in the last 30 years. But um, the one that I remember very vividly is when powder coating first started to come out and everybody's switching from paint to powder coat. Mm-hmm. And the last person they bothered to tell is the people making their decals that go on their <laughs> lawn and power equipment. You mean it didn't stick? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, hey, we put these decals on and they're falling off today. Did you by chance change your paint system? Uh, yes, we did. Uh, mm. Then we would have to go in and, and, and work with them. On, and at that point, that was an upgrade in adhesive. But what's really happened today is because powder coat has become so mainstay, mm-hmm. is the adhesive has evolved that the standard adhesive works pretty well with powder coat. Um, the one story I, I can tell is, I did not experience this, but a friend of mine in the business did. They had business with a candle company, and they were having problems with some labels coming off the outside of the glass jar. <laughs> and it took them quite a while to figure it out that they were only coming off a particular scent. Hmm. And whatever the scent was that was in that candle was attacking the adhesive. Wow. But the other scents or flavors we're not. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, So those are the types of things we get involved with. Sometimes we get involved with temperature. Uh, People want to put on, let's say in a packing house that it's very, very cold in a packing house and they want to put that label on that box of hamburgers and they want it to stick. Well, think of trying to stick that label on your bumper of your car in December when it's 20 or 30 degrees outside. It won't stick very well. The adhesive kind of froze. Right. 
Well, there are adhesives that we have that we can work with them that will work in those cold temps. Uh, so there's a lot of specialty things that go into it. There's a lot of layers. There's the adhesive. Uh, we have different liners that people want that perform differently to go through automatic application equipment. Sometimes they want a laminate on it for abrasion. Sometimes they don't. Uh, so we do everything from, as I said, we still print bumper stickers today, which are fairly simple for us to do, up to very sophisticated constructions. One that I remember was the, if the yellow mask ever falls down in a commercial aircraft, behind that is a composite box. And we have a label that's on most of those boxes. There's a cylinder in there that burns because of friction at a very high temperature. Mm -hmm. And we needed a decal that was going to last a 15-minute burn if mm. this oxygen mask came down. And wow. the, the interesting thing was is we went to bat on it. And the adhesive that basically held the tiles on the space shuttle was called Densel. And it didn't even feel sticky if you touched it with your fingers. But once you put that stuff on, a day later, you couldn't get it off. Wow. And we used something very similar to that. And we did some testing because we had to prove this burn test that the label would still be there and adhered. And what ended up happening is it was still there, but I stuck my finger through the composite box. The composite box had become uh -oh. uh, brittle, uh, almost mm -hmm. ash-like. And so we were passing and the box that it was stuck to, it's still stuck <laughs> to, but it had become brittle. Wow. So you do your testing here? Um, we have some vendors that help us. Okay. Some simple tests we'll do ourselves. Our partners, uh, one of them in Michigan, is has a lab that's just unbelievable. And <clears throat> a lot of times we'll send it to them and have them do it because they have a full set of scientists that do those oh, things. Oh, that's good. I, you know, I, I was imagining you putting on a white coat. and no. A, like. <laughs> no, I don't have white coats. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for helping me with that. You're welcome. But I, I believe in your abilities to do so. <laughs> uh, you have to know who the team members are, sometimes internal and sometimes external. Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to ask that. You were talking of about course. testing. Um, so what has surprised you the most about your entrepreneurship journey? Wow, that's day to day. I would tell you that I continue to learn about myself. Mm -hmm. I continue to learn about the teammates that you're working with. When you're an entrepreneur, it's not just a job. You don't punch the clock. Mm -hmm. you, you come to work and you never know what might happen. There could be an issue. There could be a, a personal thing taking place in one of the families in your facility that you never imagined you were going to have to deal with today. And those are some of the toughest times sometimes is just to deal. You're, you're wearing all the different hats. Um, and in our, our case, where it's a family business, I, I have three hats. I have the business hat, I have mm -hmm. the family hat, and it, it's you're bouncing those back and forth if you have family members working in the business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I work along with my father. My mother still comes to work each day and is a, is a part of our team. That's nice. I have a sister-in-law that works for me and a cousin that still works for me. And so there are those times where you're going to go to Thanksgiving dinner and you're mm -hmm. not going to talk about business. And that's that's sometimes hard. Yeah. How do you find that balance? Um, it's a juggling act, and sometimes you drop the balls, to be honest. I've had a very unique relationship when it came to my father. Is We, we could be in disagreement at 5 o'clock and at 5.30 be at the Shocker game and forget about it until 8 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn to be able to shut it off when you leave work. That's nice. And so... 
before we go to break, question for you for, this is a family business, second generation. Mm-hmm. Will there be a third? Uh, currently, there's no third generation members in the business. It could happen. I hear those stories from other family businesses, how there were no family members involved in the business. And all of a sudden, somebody's been out in the world working for somebody else and most unexpectedly decides they want to go to work for the family business. Mm-hmm. And that may not be my children. It could be one of my children. Uh, it could be a niece or a nephew, yeah. those mm-hmm. types of things. Um, so right now, there there is not a third generation involved in the business. Gotcha. Well, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Well, friends, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with The Print Source. At Evergy, seeing energy differently starts with thinking differently about its impact and then committing to doing better every day. As we continue to expand our investment in renewable resources, capturing more wind, gathering more sunshine, we're able to generate power that's cleaner and provide it to you more affordably. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Stu and the Prince Source, and we're hearing a little bit about their story. Now, Stu, you guys have been here for a number of years. You've expanded here in Wichita. Why Wichita? Well, Wichita has been good to us. When we moved into our current facility, uh, we were needing more square footage. We did look around at the time in some of the suburbs regionally, these types of things. They all had programs that they had in place Mm -hmm. where we could have left Wichita. But there were too many when you put the features, advantages, and benefits of being in Wichita versus a small town. Mm -hmm. For us, the city uh, got behind us. There were some programs that they had in place at the time. The building that we bought had been vacant for three years. And so they were able to help us on the tax rolls for a while, which is some of the things that the smaller towns were willing to do if you would come build in the smaller towns. We also have vendors in town that it's more convenient to be located in Wichita. Yeah. Uh, Being a lifetime Wichita, it just didn't feel right to leave Wichita either. Mm-hmm. It's a great town. I tell people, you know, we don't realize what we have here until you travel in business. Mm-hmm. Correct. Or you don't realize what we have when you're on a, in a phone conversation with somebody and you're like, wait a minute. Now I know where I'm, wait a minute. This isn't their culture. Uh, if you're talking to somebody in New Jersey or New York, it, it's a different conversation than you're having with somebody in Heston, Kansas. Yeah. Okay. It's a difference in the way the people are brought up, they're raised, and how they act in business. Uh, we have a lot of good basic ethics in Wichita. Yeah, and, and you know sometimes we take that for granted. You don't realize it would be the way that I would put it until you try to compare it to other areas of the country. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Wow. So <clears throat> you've been a member of uh, the chamber for a number of years and a very strong supporter, and I believe you've won an award or two. Uh, well, we won the Small Business Awards uh, a few years ago. We really tried hard to win that. It took us three times. Oh, wow. To win wow. That. 
the first time you did it and you're like, golly, that was a lot of work. And the second time, I don't know why we didn't win uh, because we worked really hard at it and we thought we had it perfected. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you the, the story of what really enabled us to win the third time was as an entrepreneur, you try to do everything yourself and steer mm -hmm. the ship. Mm -hmm. And my marketing department got a lot more involved the third time around. Yeah. And we had a team effort. And when the team effort took place, all these ideas came together, ways to answer questions, way to do things. And that was the year that we won it. And so we're, we're really, really proud of that. That was a, several years ago now. And I've been involved on that committee ever since. I don't know if you can ever get off the committee once you get on the committee. <laughs> but it, they it, won't let you there, off. <laughs> there, there are some people. Uh, I'll be honest, it doesn't take a whole lot of my time now. I, I do try to make all the meetings and, and things. We remember the things. But, you know, there's transition there, too. Mm -hmm. uh, there's transition in our business, but there's also transition in all those other businesses. And we've had to take a look here at the chamber on that committee with how we had to change some things. Yeah, We had to change from two tiers to three tiers to, to allow those people that were single entrepreneurs that had one or two employees to compete with the person that had 10 employees. Yeah. There's a big difference there. there is. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot from, the, from that and being on that committee. Also developed a lot of uh, relationships, mm -hmm. you know, with people when all of a sudden something comes up one day and you say, yeah, I know that person. They're on the committee with me. Let, let, let me make a phone call to them. So the chamber has been good. It's good networking. Perfect. And I mean, they have an amazing podcast. So <laughs> well, I, that's what I understand. Yeah. Uh, and I would have to agree with the, with the ones that I've listened to. I'm really kind of fired up about them, to be honest. And uh, excellent. I uh, I plan to go back through the whole library and catch every one of them. Yes, hey. I love that. I yeah. No, we're approaching seventy, right? What's that now? We're approaching seventy. Yes, I do know that. Okay, just. The, the thing one. that was interesting to me was when I was uh, kind of looking at some other people have done these things is one of my people that worked with me way back when in 1986, I'm going to say, uh, Milton Mounts with the oh, Milton. Yes. Milton worked for us in pre-press or worked with us in pre-press. Wow. And him and I were about the same age. And so we go a long ways back. He, he's one of those people that, you know, from back then, and but every time you run into him, it's like you just saw him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah, he so. is cool. So uh, did you ever think about expanding beyond Wichita? I know staying in Wichita, but growing the business beyond Wichita? I am too much hands-on for that. Okay. Uh, it, that is a fear of mine. Okay. I, I, I have to walk in the building and see what's going on. Okay. It just doesn't fit my personality. Okay. So, no, we, we really never looked at that. We've had the opportunity, and I've always said, no, I don't want to have to drive to Tulsa mm -hmm. to take care of a problem today. So, no expanding outside. But my question is, so, and you have a diversified line, so mm. this may be difficult to answer, but who's your customer? Who who uses you? I, I know some of well, the Well, there, there's many businesses in the city of Wichita, and we refer to those as direct Customers, Direct which means customers. we have salespeople that are taking care of those people that are on the streets, okay, uh, on the telephone with them and taking care of them. And those are a lot of the people that I talked about where we're making, solving their problems with constructions of labels and decals, those types of things. Then another area of our business that I talked about before we refer to as special markets, which is okay. the printing on these tents and Coleman items and even appliances from coffee pots to things that we might could put a corporate logo on those. Mm. And that's especially piece of the business. Those customers go 
all over the United States. I'm sometimes amazed where you'll see an order come through that was sold by somebody in Kansas City and it's coming right back to Wichita to a business that somebody in Kansas City <laughs> sold them that product. All that business is sold through distributors. Okay. We, we don't actually deal with the end user at that point. There's distributors that are involved in those things. Our product may have touched you. If you, if you have a, a rewards program through a credit card, there is a piece of business that we touch there with fulfillment where if you're looking on there, and I'm gonna say if it's a Coleman item, uh, a Cathlon pan, mm -hmm. or one of 17 different appliances, there's a good chance that we've done value added to those, which means we've taken uh, multiple products and packaged them together in a box. And you could be ordering that product online with points and we're going to ship it right out of Wichita right to your house. That is so amazing wow. to me. I mean, because I don't think a lot of time we don't know <laughs> that the wonderful businesses that we have here and that um, we're every day we're seeing them and we don't even know it. Yeah. And a, a lot of those things aren't printed, uh, but we also have a relationship with the people that make those products. And we do print on a lot of their products. And so that's how they came together, that there was a little niche there. They needed somebody to help fill. Mm -hmm. And so that's another piece of our business. It's a little different. So we're really kind of a three-headed uh, monster is what I would say. And that's a word I've been hearing a lot probably over the last five to 10 years is fulfillment. Is What spurred that on, this fulfillment phrase, it, if it, you will. It's a buzzword. It's a buzzword? It's, it's kind of like the word logistics. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Fulfillment could be anything from where we're adding value to things and putting them together into a package to people actually warehousing items for their customer. And instead of them buying a thousand of these and you shipping them to their warehouse and then they use them over time, they actually send you orders to send a hundred of them here. And next week you get an order that says send 50 of them here. Wow. That That's a, a major part of fulfillment. And help me understand how long is that? Has that been going on since the beginning of time or is this an Amazon thing or? No, it's before just... Amazon, I would say, but I'm, I'm going to tell you it's 20 years or 20 so. years. Yeah. It really didn't exist that much back okay. in the eighties, in maybe okay. in the nineties it came around. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Is there anything next? I know, yeah, I know you don't want to expand because that's not the way no, you No, I didn't say I didn't want to expand. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. We want to another we, we want to grow. You want growth, but not to another location. Yeah. Um, What's next then? Well, the biggest thing is to, as we get older and mature and wiser, is, you know, we got to take care of our employees. And, and so that's not really a next thing, but we're always evolving with that. Okay. Um, there's new needs that are out there. You know, we don't all know what's around the corner after coming out of this pandemic. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, um, for real. Th there's some rough roads ahead there, I believe. We're looking at our core values. Uh, we're looking at our pillars of, of products. Uh, the, the pandemic did teach us some things. What we call, refer to as role labels. Uh, those are a disposable product in that it's a label on the water bottle like setting here mm -hmm. on the table. Once it's been used once, uh, they got to replace it if they're going to sell it again. So it's not a long-term thing. There were a lot of labels used during the pandemic. And we that was one piece of business oh, wow, that helped yeah. us to survive in the second quarter of that first year of the pandemic when we were off 40% is that business grew. And so you never know what you're going to learn. 
And so what's next is, I, I really don't know what's next. Okay. What's the next change that's going to take place to mm-hmm. force our business or how are we going to pivot? I don't know. I think it's time for some something Uh-oh. really exciting. Are you yeah. ready? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. be afraid. Yeah. It's going to be fun. You've dealt with Ebony long enough. Your Sorry. reward is word association. Okay. I give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Correct. Okay. Here we go. Leader. Jesus Christ. College. Uh, Butler County. Entrepreneur. Charles Koch. Hero. Uh, fire and police. Fun. Ooh, wine tasting. Family. Love them. The chamber. Uh, diverse. Wichita. Uh, love the city. Vacation. Uh, Sonoma County, California. Ooh. Oh, that <laughs> specific. Failure. It changes day to day. Last but not least, and you have to tell the truth about this, beverage. Wine. Very nice. Excellent. Thank you for coming in, Stu. Stu, it's been a pleasure. It's a wonderful and lovely conversation. Thank you for sharing your story. Well, I appreciate the opportunity today. Wish the best to you. Well, thank you so much. Well, friends, we're at the end of our segment. Please make certain that you like it. Make certain that you share this segment with your, your circle of friends who may find value from this story. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.